0: Welcome to Starlight Radio Dreams, the comedy show with a podcasting habit brought to you by our backers on Patreon. This episode is The Invisible Detective, written and directed by Ansel Birch, featuring the vocal talents of Cat Evans, Ansel Birch, and Jared McDerris. The Starlight Radio Dreams theme was written and recorded by Arnie Parrott, sound design and editing by Ansel Birch. Now, without further ado, on with the show. It's late in the day here in the city of heavy coats. The air smells wet, and the light coming through the blinds is starting to change from golden yellow to blood red. It's the perfect sunset for a dead man like me. I don't know why I'm still loitering around here on Earth, but I've heard the bouncer for this place is a real goon. So, I should probably make myself scarce before something unfortunate happens to me. That's my mystery. How do I move on, and why am I here? In some ways it's not that different from living all told tortured by the uncertainty of purpose in an unexplained and inexplicable world of course now i don't have bodily functions or a mortgage so maybe things aren't so dire after all what can the enforcers of a nebulous god have on bankers still what business might i have left unfinished who was i in life why do i have a magnifying glass these are the questions but this is a big city you can buy a pancake at 3 a.m., but answers, those are harder to come by. So, I'm taking advantage of my newfound abilities to become a private eye. From now on, I am the Invisible Detective. It all starts when she walks into my office. Well, the office I'm haunting. I'm in no state to be seen, so she can't be here to see me. That doesn't seem to be anyone else around. Already a mystery. Why? I said, hoping for a clue as to what might have brought her here.
1: Yeah! What the fuck was that?
0: Clearly, I have an effect on people.
1: Damn it, Izzy, if you're not dancing with the Angels, I swear I'll buy you a ticket to that ballroom myself! Pull yourself together, Alice. There ain't no way nobody's in this office but you. Izzy didn't just go around handing out keys.
0: Our mystery woman is Alice. From the sound of her voice, she's a woman from the other side of town, and from the rumpled look of her dress and the sleep-deprived twitch in her eye, from yesterday's calendar page as well. She pours herself a cup of coffee from a cold pot sitting by the window.
1: Better cold than nothing. All right, Izzy. Now where did you put that notebook?
0: The case of the missing notebook. Should be open and shut, and an easy first victory against the evil unknown. There's a one-drawer filing cabinet in the corner of the office disguised as an end table. If the missing notebook is anywhere, I'll bet my ectoplasm it's there. Now, to take a look.
1: Oh. What? Of course. Oh, no.
0: She's coming right at me. I'm trapped in the corner. She's got an intent look in her eye and a shake in her legs. What could she want from me? And what is she willing to do to get it? Alice. Alice, this is madness. You can't hurt me. I'm already dead. <laughs>
1: I just gotta chill. I gotta find that notebook and get out of here.
0: She passed right through me, like a Studebagger through a dense fog. I'm okay. Now the filing cabinet is open. Another victory for the invisible detective. But what will I find inside?
1: Uh Aha! There it is. Izzy, as bad as you were at predicting what other people would do, it was never hard to get a read on you.
0: Uh... Case closed. Not bad for the first five minutes on the job. I could tell that Alice, too, had something more that she needed from this room before she'd be able to rest herself. Based on the sound of shoes in the hall, it seems rest is not on the agenda for either of us
2: today. Somebody's coming. Hello? Ah! Ah, Who's there? I got a gun here in my pocket, and I ain't afraid to turn nobody into Swiss cheese right here!
1: Right back at ya! I ain't perforated nobody like a county fair admission ticket in days! So you just try me!
2: Only if you want your next drink to make you look like the Rockefeller Fountain.
1: You're gonna have more holes than a golf course if you don't tell me who you are!
2: You first, unless you want to go out with lots of places to keep pencils. Two people face off in the middle of a comfortable office
0: light from the street slants into the room and shines off an ornamental glass eye on the desk between them, locked into a standoff, certain to add another restless spirit towards this room's quota. I can't just float here.
2: Josephat, who was that? Don't
1: look at me. I got no idea what it is, but it keeps happening. Look,
2: how's about we put our guns down and talk this out like reasonable people?
1: Well, I'm amenable. You first.
2: Easy enough. I'm just poking my finger into the lining of my pocket. I ain't got a gun at all.
1: For real? I almost shot you! You had me so excitable! Jeez! So, what are you doing here? Well,
2: I got a pretty bad case on my hands. And it was somebody Izzy was helping out before, uh, before he...
1: Took his final trip. Yeah. A case,
2: eh?
0: I'm starting to think that the former inhabitant of this office was none other than myself. The best phantasmal detective in this city. Why... It all makes sense. That's why I knew about the filing cabinet. It's not exactly flooding back to me, though. I'll have to keep working on it. More importantly, what's the case I left behind? Will Alice and this new stranger be able to pick up the pieces?
2: I'm Ernie, by the way.
0: Ernie? Will Alice and Ernie be able to pick up the pieces?
1: Who's the case?
0: She knows all the questions to ask for this mug. He better not ask too many questions himself. It's the mayor.
1: The mayor? I had no idea Izzy was getting so high profile. Yeah, it's
2: a big one, too. It's getting so as the mayor can't see his own hands in front of his face. A fog of corruption. It's a real fog of corruption. That's what I said. Well, cataracts, but you know what the I mean. The
1: files are over there. Get what you need and I'll pretend I never saw you. The ones you need are labeled with the patient's name and file number. I
2: know. We eye doctors all use the same system these days. Eye doctor?
1: It's real good of you, taking a client from Isidore. Ah. We
2: private eye care professionals got a cold, you know. Oh, private eye doctor. It's a real pity to see Isidore find a place in St. Barbara's churchyard so early. Do you know what happened? No. Well, it was lovely meeting Who you. was Alice and to yourself.
1: me? And myself.
2: What
0: could I have had in life? Wait, but why does she have a gun? What was in that notebook she wanted? Ernie! I need you to ask more questions! <laughs> That's
1: fucking creepy, but at least the sucker is gone.
0: Why are you putting the notebook in that trash can?
1: All right, Izzy. Here it is, the blaze of glory for your great life's work. Not sure why this was so important to you. Now, no one will ever know about the private investigator novel you were drafting. Rest in peace, buddy. Oh. Who knew your last trip to the office would turn out to be a one-way ride? I think you'd have been a pretty good investigator, given the chance. I guess this is the end of the story of the invisible detective. For what it's worth, I'd have tuned in next week.
0: Thank you for joining us for Starlight Radio Dreams, the nothing to do with the holidays show. Our next live stream, March of the Pandas, another pandiversary. It's coming up on Friday, March 25, so get your tickets now at starlightradiodreams.com. Until then, keep laughing and keep dreaming.